0: Welcome to the Beyond Green 365 podcast. This podcast educates homeowners on how to make healthier choices when updating, remodeling, or building a new home. Step Beyond Green to Healthy supports, advocates, and educates for healthier indoor environments. We make every effort to offer healthier options and learning opportunities. However, our assistance is not specific medical advice for any one person and or medical condition. For specific medical advice, please contact your physician. The content provided by Step Beyond Green to Healthy is for your information only. Any application of this information is your responsibility entirely. Here is your host, Jonathan Sinovic. EMFs is going to be the subject matter that we're going to talk with Martine today. If you missed her previous one, you are definitely going to want to go back and listen to all about the house and how what she does with inspections in order to find mold and indoor air quality. But today we're shifting gears to her next passionate subject that's all about EMFs. In fact, she's going to enlighten us about Wi-Fi and the dangers of Wi-Fi. So without further ado, let's get started. Well, once again, I am back with Martine, and I, again, am so giddy because this particular subject that we're going to talk about is something that her and I have talked about throughout the years, but really hasn't hit the mainstream until the last three or four years, and now we're hearing more about it, and that is EMFs. And so, Martine, what I want to do is talk about, we talked about mold last time that you were with us, but in your mold assessment, are there any other things that you suggest testing when you're, when you're at those assessments?
1: Absolutely. So we look at other factors and one of them that's important is the EMF portion. We always mention that to people. Some people are not interested. Some people are. But I, what I explain to people is um, if you are overexposing yourself to like this uh, microwave radiation, also called radio frequencies from the Wi-Fi, you can at some point become sensitized to it where you're going to be reacting with symptoms And it really kills your social life when that happens. That happened to me years ago. Uh, I was wearing a cordless wireless headset, one of the very first ones that came out. And I was wearing that thing all day long, talking to clients. And one day I just couldn't even talk anymore. I opened my mouth to talk and it was, uh, I was, I was so bad and that was when my, my descent really started, you know, and to make a long story short, I find out all what happened, but I'm still sensitive to a certain extent, not as bad as I used to be. Uh, I can go to a restaurant, I can go out and enjoy, uh, social life. But if I'm sitting in a restaurant and the router is right next to my table, for example, I will start to get all kinds of symptoms. And so I'm going to have to move and it's not pleasant to have these kind of symptoms. So I tell people prevention is better than curing it.
0: Um, uh, which, which is, which is what I think the medical field has been saying for years, right? I mean, we want to prevent things from happening to us so that we don't get exposure to it. I think we're now be, we're, we're able to apply that to, to what you're experiencing. Just want to uh, t- uh, backtrack a little bit because I think for the audience, it might be something new because I think in general, when people say EMMF, they assume it's electricity. And what you actually immediately jump to Was Wi-Fi, and so I think if why 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 do you think that is it? Wi-Fi is obviously is that worse than the electricity around us? Because I think if I'm listening right now, I just went. What do you mean Wi-Fi? I thought EMS was the the we energies problem, and I needed to worry about that.
1: Exactly, that's really good that you brought that up because there's a distinction in the symptoms and the uh, the illness that are caused by different ones. So. EMF is electromagnetic field. Electric fields and magnetic fields are still important, but there are a long-term uh, toxin, I would call it. So if you, let's say you were, you were using um, a heating pad or a heating blanket for years on your bed, for 15 years, you might end up with a cancer of some kind. Usually it's going to be a blood cancer, so lymphoma or leukemia. So those are important. The electric and magnetic fields are important, but they're long term. So if it's something that you're doing occasionally, you know, you've got a heating pad because you've got a sprained muscle or whatever, and you're using that for a few days, no big deal. If you use it every night, night after night, then you will probably start to see some symptoms, but it's going to be a long term where okay. the, the radio frequencies, the Wi-Fi, the reason why I emphasize that is it doesn't take that long to get sick from it. And once you're sensitized, then you will become sensitized to everything else. So then you, you'll be sensitized to the electric, then you'll be sensitized to magnetic. So what happened to me, for example, is I got sensitized to the wifi from my headset. But then after that, I start to get sensitized to my, my phone, my regular phone, my corded phone, or if oh, I'm wow. too close to an outlet, I start to feel it. And I, I never felt any of that before so one thing leads to another so i'm just trying to warn people that it's not that you can't use all these gadgets you just have to use them smartly so one rule of thumb for example in a house is your wi-fi router or any wireless gadget like a booster or a baby monitor technically needs to be two rooms away from your body to be safe wow. now that's not happening in most hou- most households i mean baby monitors are usually right next to the baby's head so if you have a baby monitor next to your baby's crib ask yourself does the baby cry a lot does the baby sleep very short periods of time and wakes up instead of longer periods of time those have to those really affect sleep this radiation especially when it's that strong it's too close they do now make baby monitors that are not using the strong wi-fi so we're learning as we go that these things uh, need to be monitored, especially for the little children. Uh, and then you have, you know, the cloud-based voice service, uh, the wireless thermostat, all these little gadgets that even your wireless printer. I see a lot of people. I had one person the other day, uh, she's, she does Zoom calls all day. You know, a lot of people work from home now. And so she had the router in front of her. She had a wireless uh, headset on her right that was sitting there that she uses a lot. And then on the left, she had a wireless printer. And wow. so that's a lot. And nobody has really tested how much we're exposed to when you combine that many devices. All these devices are deemed safe because they're tested at an individual, an individual client. Hmm. So. Okay, the Wi-Fi router is okay, but then if you add that right next to you a printer that's wireless and then a wireless headset and then you've got your cord your cordless keyboard and your cordless mouse. <clears throat> excuse me. Nobody has ever tested what is the total radiation exposure from all these together?
0: Wow. Yeah, that's that I don't know. You're <laughs> I, again. Sometimes on this sub subject, and I think people out there too. It's you know you, you go, oh my gosh, when you start thinking of it in in its entirety, right? I think we we've talked about this off air a couple of times. Is that you know anything in smaller doses, the body has some has some chance to recoup from. But when you talk about it in that way, right, and then what's everything surrounding you? And then I guess I would I would challenge someone listening right now. Think about your house. Think about where you're at. Think about where that router is at, what what Martine is talking about. And try and as as we continue the conversation, put yourself into the thought process of I'm sitting there in those rooms. And as we continue this journey with Martine, think about how you feel in those scenarios. Think about how you feel at your desk. Think about how how you you feel in your kitchen, in your basement. So as we continue this journey, I always like to say, find that connector because you may find that maybe something that you, you don't feel well with, has nothing to do with what you ate, has nothing to do with what you didn't get last night, but maybe it's something to do with these, with these radio fre- frequencies. So, so tell us smart artine after you've, you know, how, how does one, it's as, how do you assess it? Is it just like one, like you walk in and there's just one way to figure it out or are there different layers and levels of testing? I mean, what have you found throughout your, your journey here with these, with, with, with Wi-Fi and EMFs?
1: Well, the, um, and, Usually we'll focus with the Wi-Fi because that's the main one that's causing symptoms now. So some of the symptoms would be like sleep issues of any kind, um, insomnia, tossing and turning, fatigue, brain fog is a huge one, headaches, anxiety, and people don't associate anxiety and heart palpitation with Wi-Fi, but it's very much related. Uh, Some people get flu-like symptoms, uh, even nausea and skin rash. So if you know the symptoms, and actually it was uh, quite a few studies also proved that uh, blood sugar goes up when you're exposed to Wi-Fi and it goes back down when you stop the exposure. And there's a uh, doctor in Canada that's done this, these studies for years and she keeps repeating the same thing over and over again to prove that it's it actually is happening. She's measuring their blood sugar with people working with the Wi-Fi next to them and then she turns it off and remeasures, and it... It constantly shows that it raises the blood sugar. There's probably other things that we don't even know about yet. But um, so knowing what the symptoms are then makes you more uh, aware of, wait a minute, you know, every time I talk on my cell phone to my mom, it's always like an hour and a half call and I always get a headache afterwards. Is it because talking to my mom or is it because of (laughs) it?
0: Hmm. Yeah, no, that's probably a toss up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: i know uh so with the way we do we do a, an emf assessment and anybody can do this at home by the way they don't need me to do it you just get a rf meter uh, get a good one and what we do is we start to turn things off that we know produce uh radio frequencies or wi-fi signal until we have every gadget turned off so that this way we can measure them individually and then when we're done if we get everything turned off we find out what the house truly is emitting on its own that would be like from cell phone towers outside from your smart meter from your water smart meter the outside factors that you can't control if those are bad then we have to shield those because they're beyond your control you can't control the cell tower around the corner or the smart meter, but you can shield those things. So mm-hmm. it, we work backwards. We start, okay, let's look at let's turn off the Wi-Fi router, let's turn off the wireless printer, let's turn off the baby monitor, let's turn off Nest, Alexa, uh cell phone. You know, on the cell phone you've got your location, you've got your Bluetooth, you got Wi Fi, and you got mobile data. You got four things that are constantly producing radio frequencies. And usually your phone is pretty close to your body. So if we turn those four things off, just for grins, let's turn those off and see how we can reduce it. If you got a security system, that's tougher because you got to call the security people and say, hey, I'm going to turn off my security system. So don't bring the cops over because um, <laughs> <Right. laughs> that's what yeah. they do. Or they'll call right. you, hey, are you okay? Uh, and then you want to turn off the Wi-Fi off uh, your laptop and your tablets. And then smart appliances, you know, sometimes that's how we figure out that there's a smart appliance. Like if we turn everything off and we're still getting a signal on the meter and we go near the oven and it's like beaming on the meter, like 138,000 microwatts per square meter, what is going on? It's the Wi-Fi signal from the oven. Can we turn that off? Do we really need that? Do we use it? So what I find at the end of the day when we're done is most of the time the houses are actually pretty quiet. It's Mm. not cell phone towers. It's not so much the, the smart meter because the smart meter might emit occasionally, but not all day. So a lot of times the house is fine without your gadgets. Then the next step is what do I do about it? Some things can be moved further away, like move your router in the basement. You still can get a good uh, a good signal. If you got boosters and you really need them, then you're going to have to turn those off at night so you can sleep. Uh, do we really need a, a smart oven? Do we, can we just turn this Wi-Fi off the oven? All right. uh, do we can we get can we just wire the printer, hardwire the printer? Can we hardwire our internet? You know, like at my house, I have Ethernet drops. We're all hardwired. I have no Wi-Fi in the house whatsoever. Hmm. It, it and yet, and yet,
0: here we are talking. So, I mean, and it's it's one are. of those things. Like, hey, you can do it. And I think that's a, that's a really key point there, Martinez. I is I feel like there's a lot of people who go out and talk about things, but they don't necessarily, uh, you know, they they preach, but they don't do. And I think what what you've done, even again, an example of today's discussion for those for those of you who are listening right now, it doesn't make sense what I'm talking about. But right now, Martine is in Madison, and I'm in Milwaukee, and we're actually recording this podcast right now through the internet. So it's not that what Martine is saying is that well, you have to give everything up, get rid of your cell phones, get get rid of your your internet. I mean, what she's saying is that there are alternatives that aren't going to produce that Wi-Fi signal that are going to help you, right, Martine? Is that you don't have to live exactly. in a in a small box, right? Exactly.
1: You, can, I mean, you can. I see people even who can maintain. The, the convenience of the Wi Fi, uh, but just by relocating each item or turning it off when not in use, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. So, yeah, and I- keep, keep in mind that two rooms away. Uh, another thing that people don't know about, but less and less people have these now, but is these uh, cordless home phones. The cordless hmm. home phone, the base acts as like it has this Wi Fi signal and it acts like. Basically, it's constantly sending a signal in case somebody would pick up a phone, like a, a satellite phone somewhere else in the house. Mm. So those are actually emitting pretty strong radiation for no reason at all. Most people say, I don't even use that phone. It's been there. I just don't even use it. Maybe my mom might call me on it occasionally. And yet they're being beamed all day long, all night long with that phone because they don't even oh. know it's emitting so it's something that I say. Well, just get a corded phone. If you don't use it, just get a corded phone, right? Or, or just eliminate it altogether. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Excellent, excellent. So, what have you seen? I mean, you, you you've obviously. Um, I think people get nervous about talking about experiences a little bit because they don't want people to know. But you've but but you've actually helped pe- people actually relieve some of their symptoms by eliminating certain pieces, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. And my first encounter with this was years ago, I think probably 15 years ago. Um, I went to this person's house to do an air quality check. And she said something about, Hey, I understand you do EMF assessment. Can you check my office? Um, and I checked her office and she had, I think it was a wireless printer on her left. And She said, uh, when I told her, I said, well, that printer is a little too close to you. You need to move that, you know, on the other side of the room or a different room. I mean, since it's Wi Fi, or either that or just use a USB cable and just hardwire. And she said, well, you know, she said, what's weird is I've had this pain on my left arm, and it's always when I work in the office. And she said, for the last three years, I've seen like physical therapists and I've had massages and all kinds of treatments for my arm. And, uh, she says, I wonder if that's what it is. Cause it was like right there on her left side. So anyway, she got, she got the printer hardwired and she called me back a few weeks later and she said, uh, the pain is gone, completely gone, never came back. And I've seen her, like, I see her occasionally years later. She says she never had that pain again. So wow. in her case, it was causing pain. Now somebody else, it might be like a headache. Somebody else might be a little brain fog, feeling like brain fatigue. Uh, Some people might be nausea, So it's hard to know because these symptoms overlap with other things. They overlap with food allergies or even anxiety or, um, you know, even like mold, mold and EMF symptoms can overlap because you can get a skin rash from mold. uh, You can get brain fog from mold. You can get headaches from mold, but you can get all these from this EMF exposure.
0: Yeah, And and I, I think it's, it's interesting when you, when you are talking, because I'm thinking of the pandemic and I'm thinking of all the students that were were at home, told you know they were set up with laptops. We had all of this infrastructure that wasn't there in people's homes. So public schools were offering hotspots and they were offering internet services, and so it happened so rapidly, almost that there wasn't really time to think. Right? It was all of a sudden your old router. Wasn't able to take five devices and and everything else to stream, and so what did we do as a, as a culture, society? We went, we upgraded all of the routers, and we went, we upgraded our internet service, and and we we basically added a phone and a laptop and maybe two laptops because you had one that was doing video streaming and went and all of these things the easy solution was Wi-Fi, right? I mean, at, at that right. point, it, it, we didn't have time to hardwire. You didn't work really think about it. And now I'm reading about all of these students and all of these young young people, especially, that are dealing with anxiety, that are dealing with not feeling well, that that have, we really, I I tell you, this, we're chatting with it about this. Is it, it's just like, wow, I wonder if a lot of what we're dealing with Uh, in in our in our society right now might have to do with this radio frequency exposure right we boosted everything during that time period
1: exactly and we're seeing a lot of people working from home now and sometimes both the husband and wife are working from home so sometimes they're even like close to each other and they've added boosters and they upgrade like you said they upgraded their router and It's interesting because with couples, the woman will get the symptoms way before he does. And so, yeah, there's something about, I think, possibly body mass. You know, I'm I'm not sure because I'm seeing a lot of the uh, tiny women are 98 pounds, five foot tall. They seem to get affected by the radiation much more than, you know, the husband who might be six foot you know, let's say 200 pounds, I'm wondering if it's either bone mass, muscle mass, there's something that allows them to absorb more radiation before they get actually a reaction. Or maybe the woman is just more aware of symptoms or more sensitive. I'm not sure what it is, but so it's hard to, it's hard to convey the information because the husband says, well, I'm not feeling anything. So she shouldn't feel anything. So why is she feeling something? It can't be that because we're both exposed to the same thing.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's interesting you bring up that topic and I'm I'm glad you did because it's one of the things that I usually try and end a lot of my talks on recently is understanding that just because one person's feeling the other one isn't doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's, it's been amazing over my, my career on the healthy side. I spend more time in counseling and convincing the person who's not affected that the person who is affected is actually affected by this. It's not something that's made up. It's not something. and, and, It's, it's the hardest, I think, I I guess I'd love your opinion. It's one of the hardest things I think in our field to talk to couples about because, or even families, I think recently I had to actually suggest that we, we bring the couple believed it, but their family around them didn't, especially when we get to fragrances and sensitivities. And so when, when we get into, well, they wouldn't go to their, their son's house because this, his son's wife, we all constantly did, you know, essential oils and candles and, you know, they just didn't feel well. And so they asked them to start doing, stop doing that and they got offended. Right. And so all yep. of a sudden they they couldn't go to that house. And so I'm actually saying, you know, now it's, it's not just the couple, but now when you start to talk to other people about it, now you're almost isolated. And so I, I try to do more, seem to be half my work is now counseling with families to let them aware that these things are real.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And one thing that we've been able to do with these, Situations where the family doesn't believe it or the husband and wife are, you know, not in agreement is with the instruments we can actually prove and we can validate the person's symptoms because we can show, you know, this is what building biology guidelines recommend, you know, 10 to 15 microwatts per square meter max. You're at 38,000 when you're sitting in, in front of that computer. So what the guys kind of relate to that you know, data. They like data. We're, we're, so, we're just
0: fact guys, right? Everything, everything that right. we have is, is show me the, show me the data, show me the facts. And then even then give me a day or, or two. And that's usually how I end it with the, with yes. the couple of requests. It's like, you know what? I think he needs some time to let that sink in. And I, and I always turn to, to the, the wife or the woman and go, he just needs time to digest it. And I'm yeah. sure in a couple of days and sure enough, I usually get an email or a phone call back saying it was amazing. Like three or four days later, he kind of came around and yeah. said, yeah, you know, maybe there's something to this and maybe we should look into it. (laughs) It's just the way we are. We don't, we we don't immediately turn things over. We need to mull through them for a while, I think.
1: Well, and you know, if you want to go deeper down the rabbit hole, I, what I'm finding uh, a lot of times, the reason why guys are kind of naysayers when we do an assessment and we find stuff, environmental stuff is they're worried that they failed. They're worried Mm -hmm. that it was their fault that they failed. So there's that fear. And I think that's, deep down that's why they're not accepting it but then you know once they realize that it's not their fault it's not something wrong it's not because they didn't maintain the house right they hadn't you know it had nothing to do with them right um and usually they do a very good job maintaining their house it's just unforeseen so i think like then they can once the fear is gone then they can go to the next step but one thing to remember about this wi-fi uh all this wi-fi which is radio frequencies or microwave radiation, is, you know, the first thing that you'll notice is the irritability of people. And so during the pandemic, when everybody's all of a sudden at home, of course you had more irritability because you're not used to being so <laughs> close quarters all together. But part of it was also that they were all like beaming this Wi Fi at each other, getting irritable from that. That's a physical hmm. reaction to the radiation. And if you think about it, when remember when road rage started years ago, also coincides with when cell phones started to show up in cars and, you know, Bluetooth started. And now you got more and more irritable drivers. I attribute it to the Bluetooth in cars Hmm. because it irritates me i don't yeah. i mean well, the, well
0: the it's, it's getting harder because now the new cars are being cell linked you know and now you're seeing advertising for wi-fi within within the within the cars so you got so all those things that, that you said on your phone lo- location wi-fi bluetooth and cell data are now you've turned this into a monstrosity inside these these new cars that have all yeah. three of those active all the time right Yes, that's yeah. that's a Very interesting. And I think that would be another thing if you're listening, if you're driving right now, you know, listening to this podcast is think about that scenario. Like, I I wonder if you turn that all off, if you do a lot of driving, that might be something you want to test just like you would your own home is is maybe you want to start turning off or seeing if you can turn it off on um, and, and some of the, those things just to see if you feel differently. Because I think irritability, it's funny. Am I, now I'm just going to go home and tell my wife that it's our Wi-Fi. She, she's been saying it's been other things through the years, but I think it, it might be the <laughs> Wi-Fi. Um, and so I'm going to say, well, Martine said that I'm irritable all the time because of Wi-Fi. So thank you for that. I'm going to use that when I get home. Um, but well, uh, you know, I,
1: one, one thing that I forgot to mention that's important is People that are, uh, that have figured that they're sensitive to the radiation, they have this sense of inner, they call it inner trembling, which is like a shaking, but you're not, like when people look at you, you're not shaking, but hmm. it, everything inside you feels like it's shaking. It's almost like your cells are boiling or something like that. It is the weirdest feeling and it's scary because you don't know what's happening and when you, you know, if you look in the mirror, you don't see yourself shaking, but you're shaking inside. So that's another thing. If you recognize that, that is radiation. So first thing you want to do is turn off that Bluetooth in the car and see if it gets better when you're driving these long distance. I know I have to turn off the Bluetooth, any rental car that I rent. First thing I do is turn off Bluetooth.
0: Sure. Sure. And it's, it's, it's interesting. I was giving a seminar a year ago and I had a, well, I was talking about EM, EMFs and I had a, a, a an older woman and a younger woman sitting in the audience and they were nodding their heads as I was going through symptoms and different things and cause factors. And afterwards, I, you know, they stayed after, which was great. And so I, I said, Hey, you did a lot of nodding during the seminar. What do you, do you, do you have something or is there something that you can relate to? And the daughter said that she felt the trembling that you're talking about it when on the highway, because of, they were linking all of, there was an easy way for them to, to link so, the, the cellular data was on the open highways. And she goes, she could always tell when they upgraded or, or at a new tower, she would feel her trembling and she didn't know what it was for years. She had it yep. in her house. And so then they started to do re- research and sure enough, they found it was the Wi-Fi in the house and, and the mother didn't believe her. She said it actually the mother was the older woman there. And she's like, I didn't believe my daughter. I mean, I, I didn't understand what she was talking about trembling. We couldn't see anything. I mean, exactly to a T what you're describing. Yep. Um. And, and she would, she's like, so we didn't believe her. And then all of a sudden years, years later, the mother felt the trembling Oh, my God. And had and was and felt awful. She was sitting there almost in tears telling the story. And she's like, it was heart wrenching because I, I, I turned everything back on when my daughter left the house because I didn't believe her. Yep. And so eventually she got radi- what we call radiation poisoning. And the same thing had, had happened. And she's like then I felt incredibly just just I mean, it's like I poisoned my daughter for all these years. And now, you know, I'm and now I understand. And she's like, I love that some people are out there talking about this. This is a real thing. So it was just yeah. kind of an interesting story that I hadn't heard of the trembling until this, 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 this woman came up to me and said, no, I, this is actually one of the things you didn't mention. But it, it was the first sign that we had it before it became more outbound.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's hard so. to say what the first symptom is going to be. And if you have a, a symptom that's a common symptom, you know, like anxiety or heart palpitation, that, that, then it could be anything could be, right. uh, you know, a, a supplement you're taking or a medicine that your doctor gave you. It could be a food. It could be so many things. But the, the hardest part about all this is when you have one individual and the other people don't believe that person. That's really hard because it just, yeah. it, it breaks up families. It, uh, it, it ruins your life, your, your life at work, you know, because... Right. You can't be doing what everybody else is doing. I mean, it's just a lot of uh, a lot of negatives to that. So it's best to just stay away from even getting to that point. Don't get yourself to that point where you're so sensitive. And the way you're going to do that is to be smart and use your all your appliances and your gadgets smartly.
0: And, and, I, may- and I feel may- like I feel like this a- topic is, is is coming up just like the mold one did, Martine, where where we didn't really, you know, we didn't understand the 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 impact mold was going to have. 20 years ago. I mean, when, when you first started, you were, you know, even, even what you know now I'm sure is completely more than when we started. I think that's how we feel with the, with the radio frequencies right now is I think we're just on the cusp of beginning to talk about them, to identifying symptoms, you know, I, I think, and to, and to believing it's there. And I think that's the key thing out of, of this, this this podcast. I want everybody out there to be, is that even if you don't necessarily are on board with what we've talked about today, what I really want you to think out there is, If just start to make connectors, because what Martina is saying is you're right. I mean, it could be food. It could. There are other things that contribute to these things. And I think what's impressive to me about the medical field right now is that we're starting to talk about it more openly. We're starting to see more research being being developed. And while we're not quite there with the with with the Wi-Fi yet, I think we're going to get there. I think other nations have gotten there faster. I've, I've heard more about that in Europe. Um, even in Canada has done more research on this. So I think as it moves into the United States, this, will be, this is going to be the next thing that, that we're, we're going to be concerned about. I, but I also believe that there are, there are ways that Martinez described today of shutting things down, of starting to realize what's in front of you. And even if you don't eliminate it, we've always talked about reduction is going to be the key, right? At the end, at the end of the day, it's amazing what our, our human body can take what, what it can process, let's not overload it to create a permanent damage to it so that, that we can move past it. But Martine, again, we're out of time for today. And that's what, that's what I hate. I hate saying goodbye because I just feel like you, again, you and I could talk about this. And I think it's interesting if you're out there, there listening. If you haven't looked up um, our, our team, please, please do. She's, she's in the medicine area. Um, she will tell you she's done. She told me earlier that she's swamped and that's amazing because it means that more people are, are actually reaching out to her to find solutions or to protect themselves. Hey, everybody. Sorry about the sudden cutout with Martine. We had a technical issue on my end. So I want to wrap up with what Martine was going to talk about and thank her for being on the show. Some recaps to today's discussion involved mostly uh, RFs, uh, radio frequencies. And... Wow, what an interesting subject line regarding Wi-Fi. Some things that you can do at home to uh, to limit your Wi-Fi is, is maybe try turning off some of the devices at night to start with. Or if you're experiencing any of the main symptoms like tossing and turning, um, not you know sleep issues, brain fog in the morning, or if you're not or headaches, anxiety, those all might be signs of exposure to either EMFs and or Wi-Fi or radio frequencies, as we're as Martin talked about today. So well, what a great discussion. Again, Martin wanted me to thank everyone for their time. I appreciated her time today, and my gosh, she's so full of information. Please, if you have any questions, reach out to Step on, on Green, and we can answer them further. Have a great day, guys. Step on Green's mission is to create healthier indoor environments for us to live and work in. This is one of the ways that we do this. Please like, subscribe, or share this, as well as leave a comment below about this topic, or maybe it's a topic you'd like us to discuss in the future. As always, stay healthy. We'll see you next time.